You're listening to South Florida Sunday, and we thank you for joining us this morning. Our next guest is from Trustbridge. We are speaking with Carla Bang. Carla, welcome to South Florida Sunday. Thank you. It's very nice to be here. Now, we uh, want to talk with you today about uh, the services going on at Trustbridge and uh, more specifically, bereavement services. Uh, tell us about the uh, bereavement services team at Trustbridge, what they do, and who do you help? Well, we help. We want to help anyone in the community who is experiencing grief. Of course, I'm going to jump to what, how, whom we help first. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a staff of very well-qualified professional grief counselors, all at least master's level uh, mental health professionals. And we provide grief support throughout the community. Um, Historically, of course, we offer services in our offices, but due to COVID right now, all of our offices are closed. So we are having to provide our care via virtual video Mm -hmm. sessions or via telephone, according to the client's ability to participate. we help kids, we help adults, we help families of our Trustbridge patients, and we try to help anyone in the community, as I said. Um, so right now, the way to get to our care would be to call us and get set up with a counselor to, to figure out by, via telephone first what, what we can do. We're right now um, starting to offer virtual groups as well. What are the most robust services we've had in the past have been our groups, which we now have to do via video chat, WebEx, which is a group, a virtual group online. Um, and that's just starting. So we hope to be able to offer that on a wide scale very soon as well. Now, we heard over the last few months some pretty heartbreaking stories about uh, folks who are unable to, to be with their loved ones, see their loved ones for one last time due to the pandemic and the quarantine. And you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, utilizing uh, various digital and cyber networks and also the telephone. Uh, can you expand on that a little bit more and, and tell us uh, and what changes have you seen in the ways that people experience and deal with their loss of a loved one during these troubling times? Well, I think it's really important to focus on the fact that this is tr- these are troubling times, the likes of which no one has ever experienced. And so we're kind of all inventing this as we go. As you said, we, we are experiencing the deaths of loved ones in which we can't really even see them. Um, we, we rely on, on video chat or telephone calls uh, whenever whenever. Staff have time to provide those, and it's it's extremely challenging for people. But I do find that people learn to thrive with whatever they with whatever they have. Um, mm-hmm. So if someone is losing a loved one right now, not only are they not able to visit them in the hospital, they also are not able to usually. Um, observe the usual or the expected rituals after death, such as funerals, um, cemetery gatherings, memorial services, and so forth. These are things that people are having to do uh, virtually also, with very few few people gathering, small gatherings, of course, and then they're virtually um, doing Zoom 
groups, etc. It's, it's really amazing. What I find quite amazing, though, is people's resilience and their ability to adapt. We really have to focus on that. Another challenge, you know, sometimes people are facing if if the if the person is sick with COVID and dies of COVID, very often the family are then quarantined. Mm-hmm. Or the family are being tested because there's question as to whether they are or might be infected as well. So it's just an, an extremely challenging time for people. Um, well, the situation that you just described uh, sort of leaves the loved ones and the family members and the friends, uh, for lack of a better term, a, a, a loss of closure uh, in these situations, which can lead to a, a need for grief counseling. Um, how can a friend or loved one, what are, what are the warning signs a friend or a loved one can look for uh, to su- maybe suggest to someone that they look into grief counseling after the death of a loved one in these situations? The, the variety is quite stunning. Uh, what I've noticed, and I think many of my colleagues have noticed, with, with the arrival of COVID, the pandemic on the scene, uh, everyone's grieving. Mm-hmm. So everyone, we are all grieving the loss of our normal lives. Um, and and it, 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 there's, there's an extension of the ways in which all of us are grieving. So if you've lost a loved one on top of that, what I find most people are doing is kind of retreating. The human psyche, the human heart can only handle so much. And when you are grieving the the loss of your lifestyle as you know it, and you don't have any idea when it will return or how much of it will return, you're already overwhelmed. And when on top of that, you lose, you experience the death of somebody very important to you. It's, it can be, it can be just too much to process all at once. So what I find is people are retreating or kind of uh, becoming numb, feeling less. So I would say, if, if I think, I think each person grieves in their own way and, and each person will seek help if and when they want to. But as a loved one concerned about a griever, if you're seeing people retreating too much, it could also be just not being able to stop crying. It can be a a range from from feeling almost nothing to just inability to stop the the grief, the the very intense feelings of of sadness or overwhelm. So I think... um, Anytime, though, that you have concern about a loved one who's grieving, we're here to help. What we, like, what we do to, to get people started is just call us. If you call us, uh, you'll, be get, you'll be given a, a phone call with a counselor to, to help you sort out what's happening. So by all means, um, reach out. We'll help you with this. Well, now would be a good now would be a good time to share with us that phone number so folks can jot it down in case they need it. Eight 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 four nine nine eight three nine three. All right, that's great. And is there a website? Trustbridge.com. That's P R U S T B R I D G E dot com. 
There also are some really nice um, pieces on our website under emotional and spiritual support. If you follow the links, it'll take you to grief. Um, we have some nice written materials. Also on our Facebook page, Trustbridge Facebook page, we have some videos um, to help with coping skills, just helping dealing with the, the combination of grief and COVID. Uh, so, yeah, I would refer people to that, too. Excellent. Excellent. Now, sometimes in um, a situation like this, the children get overlooked, and a lot of times a loss of a loved one can be devastating to children, and I would assume they have an awful time uh, dealing with those emotions. So do you have uh, special programs for children? We do have special programs for children. We must have. I mean, kids kids are so important. Um, and we have the same counseling services that we offer for adults right now. We are also offering online for kids. Um, we are also will have, we're used to offering camps where we, we have campsites where kids can come and play. And what, what we have right now planned for uh, September is a, is a, a virtual grief camp for kids um, from ages five through 10. That'll be on uh, September 12th. And they can, um, they can access that through the same phone number I gave you, 888-499-8393. But yes, we offer the same services, Ron. Uh, but kids, you know, don't always express their grief in the same way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be hard to spot that in a kid because, uh, well, you know, one of my favorite sayings about children and grieving or children and stress in general is kids don't say I've had a hard day. Can we talk? <laughs> kids say, will you play with me? Mm -hmm. So we watch for changes in children. Um, such as regressive behaviors can be normal in grief. You know, they might become more clingy or they might want a stuffed animal or a security blanket that they had given up before. Sometimes they have magical thinking of see, if they, believing they see or talk with the deceased. Um, they, can have, they can develop uh, physical symptoms like tummy aches or um, difficulties standing, staying still, mm -hmm. aches and pains, fatigue. Uh, they might have trouble sleeping. But they also might not show any obvious signs of grief. So you really have to know the child. And, and spend time with the child and be there. Lots of hugs, lots of presence. Presence like in being there as opposed to gifts. <laughs> right. Uh, now, sometimes folks, in spite of the fact that there are a lot of different ways to, to reach out for help, sometimes folks just have a difficulty, I guess, um, admitting to someone else that they are experiencing sure. difficulty. Uh, and I'm wanting to know if you have maybe some suggestions of some exercises, for lack of a better word, that folks can use on their own, maybe in the privacy of their own home, that might help them deal with a, a grief. Um, there, are, there are any number of resources. Yoga is well known to help with grief or any level of stress. Walking, right now, one of the things about exercises, people are are reluctant to go, for example, to their gyms, whereas many gyms are open. Um, they might be restricted. 
working out in a gym can be very helpful. Walking is one of the best known releases of stress in general and also very good for grief. Um, taking a walk, if you have a dog or pet, taking a walk can be very helpful. Any, any form of exercise that you're accustomed to doing can help with grief. Painting is not an exercise. Painting, writing, drawing, music, listening to music. Listening to music you maybe enjoyed together, or that might be too painful. Mm -hmm. Listening to other music that comforts you. Um, singing along, singing along loudly. Uh, things like that um, can help a lot. And since people are isolated at home, it, even walking around in the home, walking around outside in any kind of stretches, well, that's all excellent advice. And um, Carla Bang with uh, Trustbridge, we thank you so much for being with us today and talking to us about uh, bereavement and some of the great services that you are offering there. And if you wouldn't mind, before we wrap up, if you wouldn't mind just sharing that contact information, you have a Facebook page and a website and phone number and stuff, so folks can reach out to you and maybe uh, find out about some other services that you're providing or take advantage of the ones that we've discussed today. Yes. Again, our phone number is 888-499-8393, and it's trustbridge.com, T-R-U-S-T-B-R-I-D-G-E.com, and that's our bereavement department. And, of course, our hospice services are, are also available at 888-848-5200. Any questions about any kind of serious illness, grief, any way we can help the community. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being with us this morning on South Florida Sunday. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you for having me.